is our first um, our podcast in a while, right? We haven't done it in a while. Oh, yeah, it's been More a than a while. Sorry. It's been a little bit crazy around here. I don't know what's been happening, but... Oh, oh we're just slacking, you know. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the electricity outages kind of took us... Electricity, fires. Natural disasters. Yes. So. Life happening. Life, anyways. Life. As, as everybody out there is probably feeling the same. So as we have been talking about, I think we want to just really kind of delve, and this might be a many-part series, but just talk about grit. And I think it is such a um, really important subject, I think, for me personally, and I think for Marissa and Matt here also. Um, what is this idea of grit? And I think, you know, it goes back to, um, I, I have to go and read this book in full detail. Yeah, Matt yeah, has got a book. pulled up here. So just, this is the book that we keep referring back to. It's called Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance. That's the title. And the author is Angela Duckworth, spelled in the expected way, A-N-G-E-L-A-D-U-C-K-W-O-R-T-H. Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance by Angela Duckworth. And I think this is such a very important thing to, I, I wish they would um, talk about this more in class too with kids. And we have, you know, if you have kids out there, I think it's such an important um, subject to talk about with them. And I think, you know, they could, they could laugh it off or whatever it is. And, and I, I think, think the, context, the only context I ever encountered it in schooling is uh, sports. Yeah. That's where you, and that's part of the value of sports, but that's where it's explicitly discussed and, and really apparent too. Right. You know, it's, it's, I think it's harder to understand, especially for a kid, in the context of mental endeavor. Yep. It's easy in sports, you know. But I totally agree. I agree with you. I think they should stand beyond it. Yeah, because it could be in your studies. It could be, you know, it, it, it definitely, it's just something that should be developed in, you know, at a young age. Or just so that they're even aware of this concept of grit. And I think it's really, it's such a critical thing to note. And I'm just looking at her table of contents. She uses the first 80 pages, uh, part one, what grit is and why it matters. First 80 pages of the book are that. So showing up, distracted by talent, effort counts twice, how gritty are you, and grit grows. Yep, and I also find that, um, so it's this question of, um, you know, why do some individuals with the same exact IQ, same exact test scores, why is that guy much more successful than the other guy. Paper stats. Yes. Uh, I mean, obviously, a lot of it has to deal with your personality, all, all the other stuff, but I think the one thing that is, um, I think I find in successful people is grit. And I think that is something to be explored. And would you agree that I think where the conversation often gets derailed or is non starter even is that people, and I guess this is her second chapter, people are distracted by talent. You're like, oh, well, it's just they've got that talent or they've, you know, like, I can't even compete. Da, 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 da. No. And I think if you're dead in the water, if that's as far as you go. Yeah. And I think with what we do and as we get older, I find that I see it over and over again. Extremely talented people. I'm like, why are they not as successful as, you know, X, Y, and Z? And then I find people who have, like, made these great companies and they may not have as much talent as the guy that has not really been out there, but I find that they have such extreme like just grit and like ability to hold on and hang in there and just not yield and give up. And, and they, I think that developed though because they didn't have that talent. They haven't developed and nurture that grit. So that's could what's going to get them. It could that be. Place. Do you think that this dovetails with what we were talking about before the podcast? 
though, which is interesting, because we're a lot, I can speak for myself, but I think the three of us are, as many people are these days, focused on mindfulness and, and um, what that means to themselves and exploring that idea. And we were talking about how, because I was doing the, we're still doing our meditation, I was doing the meditation on uh, eating and being mindful in eating. First of all, I've been struggling with this whole concept of this word of mindfulness. I mean, it seems like such a popular term, and no one really, or in my experience, really sits to parse it and think what that actually means. So I've been struggling with that. Like, is it kind of fatty? But I got sort of insight into it today through that meditation on the eating where, and this doesn't just apply to eating, where he was saying that you you are not your thoughts. And that really kicked me back on that you know, you could just sort of dismiss it and, and whatever, the throwaway, almost cliche, but for me that actually is really resonating at a profound level because it's easier for me to comprehend, and I think we were discussing this, this idea of decoupling your body from who you are, who your true self is, who your soul, whatever, however you want to think of it. But I find it much more difficult to decouple my thoughts and my brain from who I am mm -hmm. because I almost feel like who I articulate and how I think about who I am comes through my brain, right? And I think if you start thinking of this idea of separating your thoughts from who you are, that to me, as we just started talking about this, dovetails with the being distracted by talent because your talent is given to you. Like that, that's who your brain is given to you, your body is given to you. But those people who have grit maybe aren't distracted by talent, right. aren't distracted, yeah. are able to transcend that. And I think, and I, I don't know if this is fully thing, but my current response to the you are not who you think, your thoughts don't define who you are. My question, the response to that is then, well, maybe does that mean you are what you do? That's true. And it goes back to this is exactly what I was going to talk about, too, is um, part of this whole idea of grit is your person with grit versus the guy who is like, you know, the talent and you know like where you you're so you can't decouple um like what you were saying you are not your thoughts right and i think that's so fascinating because they're saying that um courage is really an important part of grit and i find that people i guess with this grit and with the courage they're they don't have the fear of failure and it's really right so i think it's exactly it goes it dovetails back to what you're talking about because courage is defined by action right Correct. And I think that action is critical in grit. So you have to have the courage to do that. So I think that's fascinating because... Let me wind back one more right. step then. Can one have grit? Can one be said to have grit, a gritty person, if they without action? Is without action, action? Right. That's what I'm saying. Because this is like starting from fundamentals. Like, do we all agree that one cannot be considered to have grit uh, separate from action. Does grit require action? Well, I think so. I mean, okay. what are you going to lie around? That, that starts the whole conversation, right? Yes. So yeah. We are talking about action. Right. Yeah. So let's just yeah. go back to the cave days. Like, the, the person with grit is going to start that damn fire. I'm freezing to death. I need to make food. Then there's going to be a big majority of people who are going to wait around for you to go start that fire, right? But if you don't, if you're not hanging around, everyone would die. And I think that's the guy with the courage. And he's not hes not afraid to fail. Like, okay, the, the sticks and stones. to act. Right. And you may, you know, so sticks and stones may not work today. 
am I rubbing rocks to like you know what like back to your Teddy Roosevelt quote correct and that's what's here that's right. exactly what I was going to go into and I think we keep going back to it and you know Brene Brown is the one who brought this whole thing up for us and I keep always thinking about this and I think we should really always remember this you know and I think so it's the it's Roosevelt's whole thing is the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena. So you're the guy who goes into the arena day in and day out, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strived valiantly, who errs, okay, you err. But you keep going and you keep you coming up back again and again because there's no effort without error and shortcomings, okay? So, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end of the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daringly, daring greatly. And it's really critical. And I think it's just this, it's the courage to go in day in and day out. And I think it's one thing that always has... More is. Do you guys agree that more meaningful action takes place in the context of a moral or ethical framework? For sure, one hundred percent. Because if you don't have that and you're just acting out of instinct, I feel it somehow kind of us. <laughs> yeah. so I one hundred percent. Your individual moral or ethical framework, but I'm just saying. Correct. You got to kind of identify that prior to action. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. And I think one thing that you could always keep in mind, you know this whole idea of grit and this courage, I think if you could just keep this idea in your head, like this, yesterday we were running up that giant hill and there was one challenging hill that I was just like, oh my God, I can't. Okay, so we have this giant hill, like the giant run behind our uh, house and some of these hills are really quite challenging. And um, not only are they challenging in terms of a height, but also the gravel, like you can't get your foot into it. So you're gonna keep slipping. And I think the one thing that I, and I was like, I am making it up every single one of these hills running. I don't care if it's as slow as possible or whatever. I'm going to keep running. I'm not walking. So that was my thing. And so there's that one hill and that the gravel just, I could just could not get my foot and my bearing so on it. So not only is it super steep, like think 45 degree or more angle. Right. Like and dry. Really steep, but you can't find purchase with your feet. But also, but you kind of can't. Because there's a variety, it's really right. interesting, it's an interesting metaphor because there's, this is a fire road, I think they go up there and maintain it for the, for the fire. Clearly they've got some kind of heavy machine that goes up there yeah. once a year because there's a, there's, it tread, there's a, whatever you call that. Like yeah, tire, tire track. Tire track. Tracks, yeah, right? I've seen that. And, the, and at this time of year, since it's been no moisture, it's like powder fine dust, like beyond sand where you, you will sink into it, right? And you can't grip. Yeah. And, and your weight is almost, if you stand straight, you'll, you'll fall, fall over because the weight is, yeah. is distributed that way, right? Yeah. So you have the choice. You can walk in those tre- those trenches, right? But then there's like, and then either side of this, this thing, <laughs> you will fall down. It's a cliff. Like there's no. So you got to be really careful like too. You will fall down and no one will find you. Mm-hmm. Like it's really deep scrub, you know, that California, yeah. like dry thing. And then, uh, when you say in the center of it, it's almost like stone. Like it's, yes, it's, it's just everything path, that can challenge you to get up this hill but will then be there. But there's a trail. The, the best place to walk in terms of your, is on the side. Is your feet? Yeah. Is on the side. But with one misstep, you fall. You fall. So, anyways, I, I, but I had this whole thing where I'm just making it up this hill. I don't know. I don't care. I'm just doing it. So, 
And there, and there were points where I'm like, all right. Why did you think of that? Why do you, why do you set your goal that you have to run everything? Because I wanted to. That was my but thing. Why? Why run? Um, I don't know. I like challenging myself. And I, I always, when I do my workouts, I always set myself, a, I set a goal. And I think we do this with our kids when they go in to play a game or they're going to go in and take a lesson or whatever it is. We always set a goal. like, And it's not this crazy goal. It's like, well, what do you want to achieve today? Um, I want to shoot I want to shoot 15 today or I want to shoot 16. And I think that's so critical to have that goal versus just going in there and playing. Yeah. Honestly, I really do. So every time I work out. It's kind of like mindful playing, right? Yeah, so I set myself, even whether it's on the Peloton or whatever it is, I always have a goal in mind, and I want to hit it, and I want to achieve it. So when I do these runs now, I just want to make every one of these hills, all of them. I don't care how slow it gets, it takes or how hard I'm going to get up this hill without without walking. So anyway, so that one was really hard, but the one thing that kept me moving was this concept of never yield. And I kept thinking that when I was about to like just give up, and I'm like, never yield. And these rocks are falling on me. I'm like, I'm going to bruise myself. But I think, but then you got up and you're like, I did not yield. And I think that's where it's critical to have, that's, that's how you can, you can um, practice grit. And I really do. I think grit is something that we keep going back. It's an attitude. It is. And I think it goes back to like what we were saying was it last Friday. If you, you don't let that even enter your mind that you can. Yep. And that's like, you know, or if it's hard, you acknowledge it'll be hard, but you're going to get it done. I think Correct. if you've set yourself up for, I okay, I'll I'll walk or whatever, mm-hmm. like you, you give yourself an excuse. It goes back to that accountability. Correct. It's some sort of self accountability that you're doing with yourself at that moment. Right. That you did, you know, because then. It, right. But also know your limits. You need to be flexible in your definition of running, right? Like, at some when you, which is important. Right. Because if you're too. Uh, rigid strict with it. and rigid, yeah. and then you fail, then, you know, inevitably you're not going to be able right. to Right, and, but exactly. that's the critical part, right? So if you were going to fail, I'm not going to be like, boo-hoo, I'm not coming back. Yes. I failed, I'm going to work harder, so the next time I come back, I'm not going to fail again. And I think, but, and that's the pivoting. So I think that's, I think that's, that's really critical. You, it's not just, I failed, I'm not going to do this run anymore. And I don't want to go walk up that hill anymore with you. And I think that's 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 a mindset too, and it's an attitude. So what I'm reading here is like, you know, how to mentally be tough, and maybe like it's it all goes back to how we always talk about just small things. Small things. Set small goals, right? So don't be like I'm going to run every hill right now. But I've been doing that for a long time. That's why I, I'm not going to do that if I was like eight months ago. That's crazy talk, you know. But I think now, like, I'm to the point where I, I think I should be running up every hill or else I'm not working hard enough, you know? So I think set your own goals. And This was good. Do not let temporary setbacks become permanent excuses. Exactly. Yes. 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 That's good. Right? Use mistakes and problems as opportunities to get better, not reasons to quit. Exactly. That's huge. Yeah. Right. And I think it goes back to that Teddy Roosevelt. It always goes back to that. Like, put yourself out there. Do it, but if you fail and you've got dust all over your face, you didn't get up that hill today. You're, keep going back. Should we just inspire people to read the quote one time? Yes, or we'll put it up the link. And I think sure. it's it's something that you should maybe just keep in your back pocket because I find that it's really a great quote. And I it's, think that goes also back to self awareness. Like it all, it all goes back to that. Like self awareness and also vulnerability. Yes. Right. Because you have to be you. 
if you cannot be vulnerable and, uh, and working on your self-awareness, and that's part of grit is working on yourself, even having the balls to go in there and be like, I'm going to work on myself because yeah. I'm not perfect. Um, and I'm really kind of bad at this or acknowledging that these are my faults. Well, it's interesting because in therapy, they talk a lot about removing your ego from yourself. Yep. And I've read things where it's like, well, your ego is there to protect you to a certain extent, you know? But yep. I think from the removal of ego, what they mean, at least the way I understood it in therapy, is that you can, you can look at yourself from that third point of view then and be like, okay, because then that's when you're more vulnerable. That's when you can look inside yourself because you've removed this. And it goes back to you what know, you talked about today. Because then you can look at yourself. You are not your you. thoughts. You are not your thoughts. It's like, okay, this is where you can improve. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to fail. It's okay because so much of ourselves is blinded by it's actually interesting. our ego that protects us. Correct. That makes me think. So you're totally right. Yeah. There, I totally agree with you. And it's just the thought that that made me think is that there are many, as always, there's many ways to do something. Yes. Right? Meditation is a way to approach the dissolution of ego. Mm -hmm. Therapy is a way to approach the dissolution of ego. Uh, there's a lot more interesting stuff being done on uh, certain psychedelics as being a way as a dissolution. But ultimately, it all comes down to the worthy goal of having that perspective, the dissolution of ego. Mm -hmm. Which is, I mean, it's interesting. Like, all these different ways are all working, driving toward that same thing. Yeah. I don't know, it's fine. And I'm going to go back. That's interesting you say that because I'm going to go back to Howard Stern because I we listen to him daily and he's been with us. And even with, even with the arc of listening to him when since he how long has he been on Sirius Satellite Radio? I want to say 2004. Okay, even just from that time till now, and I find he is someone who I really respect in terms of he really has been working on himself. Yes. You know what I mean? And he's really dissolved that ego even through this time period that I've been listening to him. And as a human being, he's the same person, but he's so much more successful today than he was back then in a weird way. And the interviews that he does are so profound sometimes. And But it, I think it all goes back to how does he conduct these... It, it goes back to how much he's worked on himself. That guy goes to therapy how many times a week? He goes like twice a week or more, right? Yeah. He goes, he goes a lot. And he, his grit is insane. That's something that's great. Yeah. You know, that's and he's, right. you think he's screwing around before he does an interview, but every time I see, like, he prepares, I think, like, there's no tomorrow. That guy is serious business. And I think no, I think it's fascinating to see someone who has worked on themselves and how far he can, and he has so much more to go, yes. you know, but he has really come such a long way. His interviews are so interesting, and he could go two hours and bring out things it's such a shame that, I mean, because he's, he's not for everybody, right? Yeah. And people, so many in my experience, get turned off by, and and rightfully so, like where he came from. Correct. Know, like the stuff that he was about in the 80s and the 90s, and even the, when he first went to, it was interesting because when he first went to Sirius, he was the extreme of all those things that he was held back from being. And he was involved. so angry. I think that was another thing that he has been battling is that anger. And he still has it. But he was able to release that in the first few years of Sirius, mm -hmm. and they get bored of it. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. So it's like, there's never been anything more extreme than what the stuff he was doing in those first years. And it was very entertaining if you're that personality, if right. you're open to that, right? Right. And then after he worked through it a couple of years, like, he didn't just keep doing that. Like, he then became bored of these crazy extreme things, yeah. as we all did, because he got kind of repetitive. But what's fascinating is he's kept his audience, but then he's grown his audience. 
but you would think that you know having worked through that anger, right? Mm -hmm. My feeling of the show is that now he was able to have that space and focus on his ability as an interviewer, which I think is probably his lasting, his greatest talent as an entertainer. But and that will be the if he has a lasting impact, it'll be in that. I mean, I think there's a huge value in what he does every day just to have help people get through the day. Well, I agree. What it is too is when he Yes. As he does. Yes. And I think it goes back to even like what we said when people come in here. I think when you're with somebody, people we mirror each other. Like mm-hmm. what, what mm-hmm. we put out there is what we get back very often. 100%. So I think that's why his interviews work so well because he goes in there and he lays it out there where like this is when he's not good with himself. This is what things that make him angry. This is things that stuff he works on, even though he might still be angry, might but talks about it, he says. Yes. And I think it puts his people at ease to be like, okay, you now I can talk about it. Correct. Because get two hours with somebody being but so You learn so much about these people that yeah. you, and there's so many times when he's interviewed someone, I was like, you know, my whole perception was like, oh, I don't really like them. But then afterwards, so I'm like, I have such a, like, it changes my whole perception of these people that he interviews because he brings out just this human, this human side, you know? Yes. That it's so fascinating to me. So I think that's a really interesting thing that you're saying, though. I but think. I do think, and I think it's what's to remember is I don't think the ego is always bad. It's no. Or your anxiety. Like, I think it's just when you, if they are things that are there to protect you. Yep. But they can get out of control. Like, it's like a guard dog that's maybe too intense. Yep. And you have to look at these from, a third, from another point of view, get it out of your head. But, you know, and I think that comes, I think self-awareness is part of grit. Because you can look at those things and be like, this is where I need to pivot. This is where I need to change. It's definitely a tool. There's a tool. tool, right? Right. And then I get, and this, what you were saying made me think, it's like, just because we get pleasure out of something in life, be it eating or whatever, like the body tells you, oh, that's a pleasurable thing, doesn't mean, as we all know, that it's good. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways... I think um, there's so much more to talk about, and we've gone on for a while, but I think the one thing to, you know, like Marissa just said, is what you put out there, right? You will get back. And I think maybe we leave this one thing. We'll go back to grid again because there's so much. I'm going to go and read into this book in detail, and maybe we could grab chapters of this book and just go into that. But I think it's we challenge you just to put it out there, you know? Maybe, you know, how to mentally... Um, work on your grit yes. and set yourself a goal, Maybe whether it's getting your blue dots for one month and it's not huge goals, but working out every day, even if it's five to ten minutes, that's grit. And I think if you can do that, then those are the little things you can start putting out there and you will start seeing that I, I could do other bigger things. So um, that's what we're going to leave you with. Well, so Challenge yourself. I was going to just... Like you're saying, just put this quote up on online, and that's fine. But I think the more I think about it, it's apropos, especially on Veterans Day today, mm-hmm. to actually read the quote to inspire people and to, in some ways, pay uh, homage to our service people. Because okay. I think it does have some of this. You could read it, please. Yeah. So this is the Teddy Roosevelt quote. Uh, it says, It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, 
who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself or herself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. That's awesome. Okay, so thank you, and we'll do another one. Um, and if you guys have any suggestions or any um, feedback and any examples, anything out there that has to do with this topic, please DM us, and we would love to share it. Okay, have a great day. Thanks, thank guys. you.